grab your popcorn and snacks, find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Good evening, everybody. <laughs> the wrong button. How's everybody doing tonight? I've had a pretty good day. I hope you guys have too. Uh, my name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team here in uh, sunny Sacramento. Well, not so sunny Sacramento. It's sunny today. Uh, we are 45 strong up and down the state of California, and that means if you think you might have a paranormal problem, we can help you out. There's always somebody around, but California is a big state. Just keep that in mind so we may not be able to get to you right away. Also, it may be an area where maybe uh, it'll take a day or two for us to get to you. And uh, what we have, we have some psychics and mediums on staff who can call you and talk to you about your issue. And maybe calm things down before we get out there. That sound like a plan? All right. Well, the way to find us is we're everywhere. Actually, we're on Facebook under my name and also uh, our several California haunts pages on Facebook and like where you're watching from Facebook now, right? We're also on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash ampersand California haunts radio. And we're also on TikTok under California haunts, all one word. I'm over at Instagram under ghosty gal. That's all lowercase. And we're also at TikTok, uh, not TikTok. I'm sorry. At the bird Twitter. We're at the bird under Cal haunts. And we're over at, I think that's it, right? Yeah, I think that's, I think that's everywhere. So, you know, there's no reason that you can't find us. My phone number's around, too, somewhere. Kind of scary. I won't tell you. But anyway, I want to thank you for coming tonight. we got a great show lined up for you tonight. We're going to be talking with an exorcist, a man who works with energy, with negative energy. It always fascinates me to talk with these folks. Um, you know, as far as my team goes, we've run into probably about four or five demons in the last 20 years that we've we've had confrontations with and it, it's never a pleasant confrontation i had one follow me home and uh while i was working on the team reports for the investigation i ended up getting scratched and things like that happening so i had to deal with that so i mean it's never a pleasant experience and, and if you and, and if you don't know what you're doing it could get really hazardous for your team not only your team but the client and this gentleman has many, many years of experience in dealing with this type of thing. So he's going to be talking to us about that today. And plus, he helps people. If you have negative energies on you or around you, he has ways to help you rid yourself of those energies. Or even he'll rid, those, uh, rid you of those energies for him. Not for you. <laughs> anyway, my words are all tied up tonight. Anyway, if you're watching from YouTube tonight and you see something you like and you enjoy the show, Please feel free to subscribe if you haven't done so already. And show us some love and uh, give us some hearts and some thumbs up, right? Because uh, that's what it's all about. Get those likes going. And if you're watching from Facebook, same thing. Um, if you haven't already uh, followed me, uh, please be sure to follow the show if you like what you see. And uh, again, <clears throat> excuse me, show us some love with those thumbs up and those hearts. I'd really appreciate it. Okay? All right. Before... Uh, before too long here, I have, I have one announcement to make, and uh, 
I've announced this, what, February about the computer and the changes that I'm going to be making with the laptop and having to replace this laptop. Well, it turns out I'm $200 away from finally replacing it. And uh, that's because of the donations coming in from you guys. And I really appreciate it. If you could help me get over that hump to that last $200 so I can do the replacement, that would be wonderful. I'd really appreciate it. And that would be PayPal.me at California Haunts or Venmo at California Haunts because we're a nonprofit. So we don't make any money off any of our paranormal investigations or anything like that. So any little bit you could help me with would help towards a new laptop, you know, so I can finish off getting my laptop. I appreciate it. Okay. Anyway, without further ado, let's bring in our guest, Jeffrey Sealman. Here we go. Good evening, sir. Charlotte, an absolute pleasure to meet you, and thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm really excited to talk to you. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here. You know, I think this is going to be great. Tell us about you, sir. Absolutely. Um, I was born with psychic ability. I believe that psychic ability is perception and nothing more and nothing less. Uh, and I used those, those gifts when I was very young. I had a lot of weird experiences when I was young, but I kind of uh, had a lot of warnings about negative things that were going to happen to me, and I used that to stay out of trouble when I was uh, growing up uh, in the 1960s and 70s, mm -hmm. and, uh, and it worked. And I went into the Air Force uh, uh, after high school, uh, mm -hmm. in 1978. And after I got out, I studied uh, comparative religions, um, life after death issues, good uh, and evil, and things like that, uh, which I've always had a very uh, keen interest in. Uh, in 1990, um, I ran into a group uh, of people that were doing Ouija boards and had been doing them for 20 years and were very good at it. And uh, they had asked me, a, a couple of them had had problems in their homes for whatever reason, and uh, had asked me if I would take a look because nobody else was able to do anything about it. Mm -hmm. And so I went into these homes of these two different people who were members of this group. It was kind of a large group. And I was able to take care of the problem. I almost uh, it was like second nature to me. I'd really not studied a lot about how to do these things. It just really came to me, Charlotte. And I was successful. And they said, you know, you, you should take this to the public because, you know, we, we have a lot of skilled people here mm -hmm. that know how to do these things and were unable to help. Uh, one of these people was a, was a psychic and one was a writer. And uh, I did. I put a small ad in a local newspaper and uh, didn't really attract much attention, really. But I got a few jobs. But eventually um, I was put in the local paper because a lot of people were not doing uh, not many people were doing what I was doing. And I ended up uh, doing the show Sightings um which was on paramount at the time and then went on to uh sci-fi the sci-fi channel when that came out uh it was essentially an exorcism uh three girls uh young women essentially were 
reporting sh shadows uh, when they were taking showers. They could see shadows passing by the the screen, uh, the uh, shower curtain, and they'd wake up in bed with uh, indentations next to them as if somebody had been sleeping there. Uh, and also had the feeling that somebody had put their arm around them at night. All three of them were highly intelligent women, had great jobs, uh, very stable people. And uh, sightings came out to film. At that time, it was the only uh, paranormal show on television. Mm -hmm. And so I, I did an exorcism and on the condominium. And it was successful and the problem uh, never returned and it was uh, a spirit, a negative spirit. And so uh, since then I've been, this was 1994 now and um, I was working in the cable industry and then when the internet came along I was in the inter uh, internet industry. My background's in technology and uh, I was doing uh name of my work my business is star clear and i was doing star clear at night and doing the work in the daytime and it just kind of uh, built up i did more and more radio shows television shows and uh did uh 13 most shocking hollywood curses with linda blair and ellen burston and that was kind of exciting and uh, i always liked that movie even though it's not real in any way uh, even though it's based on a true story, but most of the things that happened in that movie were, were made up. Uh, and so it kind of went on from there very slowly, uh, building up, uh, uh, you know, people heard about me, word of mouth and television and radio. And, uh, and I just helped more and more people and uh, finally left the workaday world, which was really not for me anyway, and, and started doing uh, my work uh, all the time. And so here I am, here I am at age 63 in, uh, 2023 and, um, and just, just doing this all the time. And you have psychic abilities, correct? Yes. And the thing is, you know, is that psychics are kind of like doctors mm -hmm. that we tend to specialize in different things. So you have psychics that do psychic readings, and you have psychics that might be able to tell you about the future, psychics that do astrology. I'm uh, more, excuse me, I'm more of an energy worker. I, I clear uh, negative energy out of people's property, out of people's energy fields, and also negative spirits and also demonic spirits, which are a different kind of spirit. And so uh, I get rid of people's problems for them. Well, tell, let's see if you, if you could tell me the difference between it. I mean, what does negative energy through your eyes look like when it's harassing somebody or it's near somebody or on somebody? Negative energy to me looks visually, I've always been able to see it. It looks visually to me sort of like these dark colored clouds. Mm -hmm. It is negative energy is essentially usually generated by people or some kind of living being. We all generate energy, both positive and negative. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the negative energy that we might come into contact with, Charlotte, is actually energy that is generated uh, by people. We're generating feelings. And these feelings, I believe, have a corresponding energy to them. And even though that we can't normally see it with our naked eye, 
that we can feel it mm -hmm. and some people can actually see it. And if we can see it and feel it, we can do something about it. Mm -hmm. What about, um, like you said, uh, the, 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 excuse me, the negative spirits, you say that's a whole different ball game, a whole different way. They look a whole different way. Well, spirits can look like anything they want to look like, uh, Spirits are just simply people that have passed on mm -hmm. or any kind of alien that has passed on, whatever planet they might happen to be on. And so essentially spirits don't have a physical body. They have no physical attributes, but they can generate what looks like a physical body. And they do because nobody likes to look like nothing. And we also generate uh, after we pass on, uh, we also generate what looks like clothing. It's not made out of cloth, but it's mm -hmm. energy. And so we don't lose our sense of fashion, Charlotte, after we die. We like to look good. And so and you, most people don't really report seeing naked spirits. I'm being very serious here that usually we see people report seeing spirits in either robes or in some form of, of dress. And it's because spirits generate that image they generate the image of how they want to look mm -hmm. and appear to other spirits as well as humans in the dream state or when in the waking state and uh, also uh generate what looks like clothing but is actually energy when you go out on a case and somebody asks you hey i've got stuff going on in my house how do you determine, you know, like, for instance, the, the girl that had uh, the indentations on her bed? Is there a difference between, you know, like, like those bad spirits and, say, a grandmother type spirit that, that you can tell right away? Absolutely. Uh, for one thing, if it's something positive, people are probably not going to call me. Mm -hmm. So if, if it's something that feels really good, mm -hmm. uh, that usually people don't consider that to be a problem. And uh, sometimes they do. It's like, well, I'm seeing something in my home and I don't want it here. I understand. And some people uh, get negative feelings if they see something or just negative feelings if, uh, if they feel something negative uh, in their living environment. And so it, it's a lot to do with feelings. And uh, when I go into a home and also I work uh, very often remotely, not through remote viewing so much, but the idea that there is no such thing as uh, uh, distance on a non-physical level. That's a physical measurement. And so I can I work through Zoom and Skype and all those kinds of things, uh, mediums as well. Mm -hmm. uh, people know when there's a problem in their home, they don't always know what it is. So they call me and I usually talk with them for a while and I ask them, you know, what, when this started, uh, what they're seeing, what they're feeling, you know, if the children are picking up something, if the pets are picking up something, uh, and, you know, to kind of run through the story a little bit so I can uh, get an idea uh, if this uh, is a problem that I should even be handling. Not that I handle problems uh, that are too difficult i do there's no problem too difficult but is it is it a problem of spirits and negative energy or are they just mistaken and and they're wrong about uh the whole thing 
Uh, usually I can help them because I clear negative emotional energy out of people's homes. And so at the very least, um, I can clear an environment or do a clearing on a person's energy fields and help them in some way. But th very often there is um, uh, there can be misconceptions about uh, if there is a spirit involved uh, in the home or uh, if this is just free-floating emotional energy from past tenants, present tenants, uh, roommate issues, family issues, significant other issues, all these things. And so I try to determine right there if there's a, a problem that I can help them with. Well, I was just thinking while you were talking, if somebody stays like is having a bad day or they have a bad week, does that open them up to negative energies? Uh, it can if their if their body's energy fields are not functioning properly, mm -hmm. that it can open anybody up to attack by a negative spirit. Again, negative spirits, most negative spirits are just people that don't have a physical body, meaning that they are not living on uh, the earth and they're not uh, alive. Uh, but they're very much conscious. I don't believe that people really change uh, really after they die at all. Uh, we just lose our physical body. We separate from our physical body. Um, and so, uh, you know, my idea is is to go in there and, and uh, clear out the home of negative emotional energy. I have uh, different ways of doing it. No two clearings are the same. Uh, I also do exorcisms um, and, and exorcisms are more about the idea that uh, a family, a couple, a person is under attack by a negative spirit. And it doesn't necessarily mean that there is two spirits inside of a body. It can, uh, spirits can attack from a distance as well. And the attacks can be very quick, meaning that a spirit can come in and uh, throw negative energy and negative thoughts through telepathic means into our telepathic systems, which we all have, and that can cause some problems as well. We can pick up negative spirits, by the way, at any uh, restaurant, store, party, uh, places you would never think. Uh, Free-floating negative emotional energy can affect us, uh, and also it can come into contact with us uh, uh, through other people. Why do they choose certain people? Uh, usually they choose people because uh, they are easy to manipulate, and it's ego. Uh, they like to be able to make people do things that they would not normally do. Also, uh, they may attack people in power uh, in order to cause uh, some kind of disruption and uh, as big of a mess as possible. Mm -hmm. and, and so also when I say that people, to get people to do things they would not normally do, that includes uh, violence. Not all vi violent acts have anything to do with negative spirits, but there's a percentage uh, that may get a push. 
Now, earlier you had talked about, like, like you don't believe that when someone dies that they change all that much. I know another psychic who has similar beliefs in that when somebody dies, if somebody is an angry person when they die, or they're a murderer when they die, they're going to stay that way after, after they're dead. Yes. Is that what you're talking about? Yes, that, that sort of thing? absolutely. Okay. That uh, there's, there's no evidence that I have seen that uh, when people pass on, that somehow it's like, well, I was a bad person, and now mm -hmm. that I'm dead, I'm a good person. I think they might get a shock that everybody was actually watching. Uh, mm -hmm. You probably have heard of something called the Akashic Records. Yes. There's been some misconceptions about the Akashic Records and what that is, and different psychics approach it from different angles. I happen to believe that the Akashic Records are simply the idea that all information is knowable. It's not a recording system. It's not a, a something you look into, although symbolically, a lot of psychics see it that way, and that's fine. Any way that they want to look at something, that is great. But the I believe that all information is knowable, and people get a great shock uh, when they die, when they realize that everything that you do and I do while we are living here on the planet Earth uh, is accessible to any spirit. Uh, and when people die, they can also take a look as well. Also in the dream state uh, is a very complex thing. And so some spirits are quite shocked that what they thought was a secret their secret life uh, was actually known by everyone uh, on the other side, anybody who is interested anyway. So if, they're, if they did something that they think that nobody knows about, uh, that's not happening. That's very interesting. Very interesting. Now, when you run into a, a situation where you have to conduct an exorcism, how do you do that? Uh, an exorcism is conducted uh, in different ways. Um, uh, I believe that there's an energy on the other side that is everywhere. Other side, people call it heaven or non-physical reality, whatever you want to call it. I believe that there's an energy that can be utilized uh, in order to create what you want to create. And so when you want to move negative energy, uh, you can do what I call shaping energy, which means you bring up, I would bring up energy either through me or around me and shape that energy by command. Exorcism is the art of command. And by shaping that energy, I can actually shape it to uh, move negative emotional energy and mm -hmm. also anything uh, that is non-physical and spirits are non-physical and that includes good spirits, which make up the majority of spirits, and also negative spirits or demonic spirits, uh, that they also can be uh, affected by shaping energy and throwing that energy at them, and also creating tools and devices in order to have a very radical and quick effect upon negative emotional energies, and especially negative spirits and demonic spirits. And so I go through the home and the first thing I usually do if I find a negative spirit in there is uh, is use and shape the energy in order to kick them out of the home. Mm -hmm. uh, and so they're not 
in there anymore. And then I begin to clear the home of negative emotional energy because uh, negative spirits, whether they're regular negative spirits or demonic spirits, both seem to uh, operate and be stronger when there is larger amounts of emotional energy in the atmosphere. It seems to thicken the atmosphere like a person would thicken soup. And it makes it easier to transmit uh, energy uh, from a negative spirit or demonic spirit to their intended victim, whether it be something spread out in the home to make something happen that would scare people or to uh, transmit thoughts into a person's head by mm -hmm. means of telepathic nonverbal communication in order to uh, usually frighten people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when you get into a situation, because I know we've walked, we've you know, literally you walk into these things sometimes without realizing what they are until you're standing there, you know, you, you know what I mean? And um, when you get into a situation like that, how do you evaluate how strong what you're dealing with is? Charlotte, it's a great question. And here's the answer. Um, and I, I, this probably comes from my own spirit guides, but I can tell you that before I go into anybody's home and usually deal with anyone, even uh, through uh, mediums like Zoom, Skype or whatever, mm -hmm. telephone, all the different ways we have, you know, the 21st century to communicate. I seem to have always got uh, a feeling inside of my mind of the intensity of the problem I'm running into. So if I'm driving a car to somebody's house mm -hmm. and they're, you know, reporting some bad things happening as I'm driving along, I tend to get feelings about what I'm about to walk into. And it's always been like that, mm -hmm. whether that comes from the very heart of myself or my spirit guides are transmitting uh, these things, I'm not quite sure, but I'm very grateful, uh, uh, you know, about it because I know what I'm walking into to a certain extent, especially the intensity of the problem. Am I walking into a house with a demonic spirit or a negative spirit, or am I walking into a home that probably just has a lot of negative emotional energy in it from past occupants or present occupants? And so before I even get out of the car, uh, I usually am able, you know, I, I know what's going on to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. And so I, I'm ready for it. When we talk about demonic entities, then demonic entities were never of this earth, correct? I believe so. Uh, uh, demonic spirits uh, are very different than negative spirits, Charlotte, and uh, they're very powerful. They're not, they don't seem to be as common as negative spirits, just negative spirits, just being people that are negative and continue to do negative things after they pass on. But demonic spirits are a different kind of being. Uh, they tend to be very powerful, very old. Uh, and I would say that as far as power goes, they would maybe be on the uh, level of an angel, but the counterpart of an angel uh, being negative, the angel maybe being good, uh, a negative uh, demonic spirit being evil and doing evil things. They also have been uh, known to affect physical reality, which is really hard to do. 
and have been known to attack people successfully on a physical level and even and move objects on a physical level. Negative spirits can sometimes do these things if the wind is right. And what I mean by that is what I said before is that if there's a lot of negative emotional energy in a person's energy fields mm -hmm. or in a living environment, then sometimes a negative spirit might be able to do small things, maybe knock a picture off a wall, that kind of thing, uh, small things. A demonic spirit, a demonic attack is very different. Uh, they can actually injure a person. Fascinating. We have some questions in the chat room. Let's see what we got going here. Where do demonic spirits come from? That's what Pamela asks. I don't know. Um, my guess is, is they come from everywhere. I think that demonic demonic spirits are simply a level of being, meaning that I've always felt that angels did not start out as angels. I think that they probably started out on our level as regular people or maybe on a different planet or something like that as well. I like to include the entire universe because we're not alone. And, and so uh, I think that they probably started out on a lower level and worked their way up uh, just through the process of evolution, uh, both physical and non-physical evolution. And uh, for whatever reason uh, that uh, they're very negative creatures, I've never run into a demonic spirit that is positive. So where do they come from? They probably come from just about everywhere. It's possible that they may that some of them might have lived on Earth at some point, but I, they, I don't think they lived on Earth as a demonic spirit. I think they probably were, you know, at once human or maybe from somewhere else, and then eventually through many lifetimes or through a period of time. Uh, gained a lot of power and strength, just like everyone would. Uh, that, I think, also happens to us as we progress up the ladder. Um, when you talk about, let's, let's talk about a little bit of this real quick. When you talk about the a demonic spirit versus a, a negative energy that's on somebody or with somebody, is that the difference you were talking about where usually the negative spirit is, is, is just the angry dead person that's hanging around this person as opposed to a demonic spirit? How, and, how, and how does that link into possession? Well, that's a, there's a lot of negative spirits out there. You know, I, I think that most spirits are good. Mm -hmm. uh, I would, you know, 80%, 85% of spirits we don't have to worry about. They're very positive. They would never attack anybody. That's not what they do. But I call negative spirits criminal spirits. And here on earth, we have criminals. Mm -hmm. And uh, negative spirits generate negative emotional energy. They generate rage and anger. Mm -hmm. And we can feel that and also feel that environment. I think everybody pretty much has a story of walking into some environment and getting some kind of weird feeling about it, even though maybe nobody's in the room. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't feel right, they might say. And I think what they're picking up on is negative emotional energy and sometimes even a negative spirit. Negative spirits uh, don't really want to move on and look at themselves. Mm -hmm. And so they're very likely to hang around uh, physical reality or close to physical reality. They're not physical, but close to physical reality. And the idea of you know uh, attacking other people 
is probably something that they did when they were also alive, just mm -hmm. like criminals, you know, that there's not always a good motivation for what criminals do. When we ask criminals why they hurt somebody, the answers that they give very often in a courtroom are nonsensical. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not always, you know, that uh, this person did something wrong to me or something like that. It's uh, the desire to cause havoc, the desire to cause pain, the desire to make people unhappy, and the ego trip of getting somebody to do something really negative, like hurt somebody else. A negative spirit might pop in when two people are having an argument and mm -hmm. try to uh, get one of the people to actually uh, bring that up to the level of physical violence. And, and very often they can succeed at doing that. I also, uh, there's also something called temporary possession, okay. uh, which is, I think is the most common possession. Mm -hmm. And that is when uh, a person maybe is using or abusing alcohol or drugs. And I say abuse, not use. Mm -hmm. uh, when they're abusing it and when they black out that they step out temporarily and something else steps in, that also happens. And I think that's probably the most common form of possession that I run into uh, people who just simply lose control of themselves on an emotional level through alcohol, drugs, or anger. And something steps in very temporarily and very often violence happens on a moment's notice. It's not always planned out. People will say, I didn't mean to do that. I didn't mean to hurt you. I didn't mean to hit you. I didn't mean to shoot you. They just lose control. And that's not always perpetrated by uh, something in the background like a spirit. But mm -hmm. I do think there is a percentage of violent acts on our planet where spirits push people over the edge. And these would all be negative spirits or demonic spirits. Here's another question. Um, is this the same as having one spot in your house that changes a person's uh, thinking of how they feel mood-wise? What was the last part of that question? I, I guess she, what she's asking is, if is, is it the same as having like a certain spot in your house that when that when people go into this spot, their, their, their mood completely changes? Usually when that happens, if it's just one spot, that usually means that it's negative emotional energy because mm -hmm. spirits don't remain in the same place. They don't, uh, they're not bound by walls mm -hmm. and uh, earth or anything like that. So they're going to move around. Mm -hmm. One area might be worse than others. Some spirits that are in a person's home might like to uh, hang around a certain area where they feel stronger and where people are not. Uh, sometimes there are basements, attics, closets, things like that. But they're going to travel around the home in order to uh, get closer to people because they really can't be seen normally. So if a person says to me that it's only one spot, one area, that usually is a signal to me that it probably is negative emotional energy from the past or mm -hmm. from something that's happened recently, Charlotte. Interesting. And can we invite, you know, unknowingly invite these things in, into our lives? Yes, uh, we can by uh, sometimes people think they can talk to spirits, but they don't protect themselves. And throughout history, 
if you if a person studies history and how people communicated through uh, with spirits uh, in our in our past, which we've been doing for thousands of years, uh, you'll see that they actually went through incredible amounts of protection and rituals to protect themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we tend to forget that these days. And so very often people just pick up a Ouija board or something or a pendulum or some form of divination tool or what I call the frontal communication system, which is probably the safest, meaning that you simply try to communicate with the spirit telepathically, but they don't protect themselves in any way. And since we don't really know if they're good or bad, you know, just because they say that they're good, uh, Mm -hmm. that they may actually be lying because negative spirits tend to be pathological liars, much like human physical criminals tend to be pathological liars. You're not going to get the truth out of them unless you're ringing out of them somehow in a court of law or something uh, or through police interrogation. And so uh, we can't necessarily take them at their word. Mm -hmm. And also because spirits can look like anything they want to look like, they tend to shape, take the shape of maybe something very pleasant looking. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that they're good. And that is very true of demonic spirits as well, that uh, a demonic spirit might appear as something very pleasant looking, like a pleasant looking human or something. Or they may also appear as something monstrous looking in order to scare somebody, whatever Mm -hmm. works for them. Uh, Whenever I encounter demonic spirits, they always look very pleasant. And that is because they know that I am not going to be fooled, me, myself. So if they appear as a a monstrous countenance, that's a dead giveaway to me, that they're negative. So they're going to appear to me first as a pleasant looking, say, human being. Uh, And that gives them an extra two seconds for me to have to discern whether or not uh, they are a negative spirit Mm-hmm. Or and what kind of negative spirit, what their power level is. And in that two seconds, uh, they can launch an attack uh, uh, by energy. Uh, they create devices and tools, which I also do in order to combat them and also to do clearings. But they also can create tools of non-physical nature in order to uh, launch them at people. And that can create either a non-physical effect of say, creating uh, a depression in a person, an anger in a person, uh, or even a physical wound. Which brings me to something else I've been hearing. Um, I've been hearing, it's been going around the internet for quite a while, about uh, little children's voices for EVP stuff. If you're you're communicating with a little child, it's more than likely a demon. There really is no such thing as a spirit child. I I believe, now, it's more than belief. I remember bits and pieces of past lives. Uh And I don't, children look, spirits who look like children look that way because they want to look that way. And and so if you're picking up a child, uh, there's two different things you're going, like you mentioned an EVP machine. Uh, There's two different kinds of things you're probably going to pick up. One is a ghost and one is a spirit. There's a difference. A ghost uh, is a reflection of the past. 
So to give you an example, if uh, a, you bring an EVP machine into a home and say uh, somebody was living there and walking up and down the stairs every single morning, uh, they come from their bedroom down to the kitchen and to make some tea or coffee or something, that can leave an impression in the atmosphere, a vibrational impression. An EVP machine may pick that up. That doesn't mean that that's happening now. A person might even see that happening. Uh, somebody walking down the stairs and walking into a kitchen or something that may be something that happened uh, over a period of time a long time ago. A spirit is something that is happening right now. It's not a reflection of the past. So these are the two things that you're going to find uh, by using uh, some form of uh, system that registers uh, something happening in an, on a non-physical level. I, I simply wouldn't trust it. Uh, spirits are because spirits are able to assume any shape or form, uh -huh. meaning that if I if I had five spirits next to me, and all of them decided to look like decided to look like Charlotte or Jeffrey Seelman, how do you tell which one is Charlotte? Let's right. say that you passed on. Well, right. I you can tell Charlotte because Charlotte has a unique vibrational rate. There's only one Charlotte in the universe. Mm -hmm. And the other four are imposters and have their own unique vibrational rate. And any spirit would be able to tell those apart. A human being or a machine may not be able to tell those apart and mm -hmm. would be very confused and say, well, I see five Charlottes in front of me. I don't know which one is the real one. Uh, you know, this would I'm assuming that you'd be a spirit at this point. Right. Not now. And and so. uh it would take somebody who's able to discern the vibrational content, much like physical DNA. Uh, spirits have their own unique vibrational content that no other being or creature has. So each being has uh, is essentially a soul. It's not a religious thing. It's a scientific thing. Mm -hmm. Not to put down anybody's religion or anything. You know, it's fine. But the idea is, is that uh, each being has a unique vibrational content and essentially what a soul or spirit is, is a person. Okay. It's not a, it's not a battery inside of us. Uh -huh. It's not a light inside of us. It cannot be sold. It cannot be destroyed. It cannot be given away. That's, these are myths. Uh, the soul is indestructible. The physical body is quite destructible as we all know. At some point, it's going to drop, and it does. What we have left is everything else that is us. Everything else. Our personality is non-physical. Our minds are non-physical. The brain is physical. The mind is non-physical. So essentially, the only difference uh, between a person and a spirit and a spirit is that a person has a physical body and a non-physical body, and a spirit does not have a physical body. Uh, it just is a non-physical being now. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Another question I have is, let's talk about things like Ouija boards mm -hmm. and stuff like that. What is the danger with those? They work. So they do work. I, I and, and so I, I've done hundreds of them, and... 
They work. Uh, divination tools also work, uh, mm -hmm. whether divining rods, pendulums. There's a lot of different things that people use to divine uh, what's happening on a non-physical level and also to communicate with spirits. The problem is, uh, this is how planchettes work. The planchette is the device that rolls across the uh, uh, Ouija board. Mm -hmm. And so essentially what happens is, how this works is, a spirit will actually push a person's uh, uh, energy fields mm -hmm. with their energy fields. And that is what makes it roll across the board without us actually doing anything. It's actually a spirit pushing on our energy fields, not our physical hand. You might, it might feel like that, but what they're really doing is manipulating our energy fields to move across and to spell out a message. The problem is, is that we don't know who's doing it. And right. one moment, it could be a positive spirit. We're trying to get a hold of our dead grandmother or something. And we might. And then the next moment, something a little more powerful might come in and push that spirit out of the way. And then you have a negative spirit that is uh, spelling out uh, things that are not true. And it's okay. like, it's like, what's going on? Usually, if you have people that are perceptive around you, uh, you can tell when there's a switch mm -hmm. and that it feels differently. One moment, it feels very calm and peaceful and very uh, warm and loving. And the next moment, it feels very cold and like there's some kind of negative presence around. It feels different. That usually means that there's been a switch of spirits. And we simply can control that. I mean, we can push it back and clear the area, but we necessarily can control uh, what really is sort of like a party line. The old telephones, you know, it were invented right. at first. There were party lines. We don't know who is on the party line. Could be anybody's like, you know, hey, get off. I'm talking to somebody, you know. And so we don't really know who is on the other end necessarily. And also, like I said, they can switch. So a more powerful negative spirit can come in and push the po uh, positive spirit away, like our wonderful dead relative or something, or our spirit guide. Mm -hmm. And we all have spirit guides. And, and then take over, and all of a sudden we have a negative spirit spelling out things. And also that can uh, crawl up our energy fields, uh, roll up our energy fields from the negative spirit. And we get a very creepy feeling that may not leave us so quickly and people may end up uh, having a very negative experience at a Ouija board session because of it. And so it essentially is kind of like a blind telephone. You know, it's like, as they call, say it, cold calling. We don't know who we're talking to. Right, right. And is there a certain way to close those sessions so that you, you can push it out? Yeah, uh, put away the board and clear the room of negative emotional energy I, I have developed with the help of my spirit guides and also some things I remember from past lives and also all the work that I've done over the last 34 years or so that uh, uh, we, need, we need to clear the environment of negative emotional energy and also negative spirits. So just because the Ouija board is put away doesn't mean the negative spirit has gone away. And so very often, Charlotte, I get phone calls from people that have been uh, experimenting with Ouija boards and they put it away, maybe even destroyed it. 
and the spirit is still there uh, because it does attract spirits because they do like to communicate with people and not always for uh, good reasons. Most spirits, yes, but it's that those aren't the ones we have to worry about. A positive spirit is going to come down, uh, essentially, or down, or you know, in, closer to the physical uh, level, uh-huh. and give us good intuition, good messages, positive things. Hey, I really love you, and I. Yes, I'm on the other side, but you know what? I'm having a blast, and, and it's not like you think it is. It's actually a lot of fun, and and all these wonderful messages, you know, that we get from our loved ones and our spirit guides that maybe like higher up to teach us things, uh-huh. give us good ideas, and like I said, intuitions. Uh, these are positive things, but they're going to leave. After they give us these messages they're going to give us our privacy because that's what we want Uh it's not a good idea to have spirits living in our home some psychics are going to disagree with me on this uh i've been through this uh, again and again over the last 30 years of radio shows and and things that oh it's just an old lady that's baking cookies Uh well think about this if somebody knocks on your door and says, hi, you don't know me, but I want to come live with you and I'm willing to bake cookies. I'm a nice person and they may be a nice person. Are you going to let them in your door and live with you? No. Right. And I say the same thing about spirits that if it's, you know, you know, why would you want a spirit living in your home? Right. What it really says to me is you can't get rid of that spirit. Uh-huh. You really can't do anything about it. And that's why they're in your home. So when psychics, some psychics tell me that, no, I like this person living in my home or whatever. It's like, why? Spirits don't need shelter. I'm not saying spirits don't live in homes, but they create homes on the other side. Uh Because they like homes. They don't need shelter. They just like beautiful things. We don't lose our sense of beautiful things. And so uh, uh, it's not a good idea to have a spirit living in a person's home that can lead to problems. And it also tells me that there's probably something wrong with this spirit's mind. It doesn't necessarily mean that they have evil intentions, but they may be messed up. They may be lost uh, and afraid to move on and live with other spirits in where spirits congregate in uh, this unlimited environment, which is the non-physical side of things, unlimited. We know how big the universe is, our physical universe, billions of galaxies, billions of planets, maybe trillions, and Mm -hmm. many of those probably contain life. Uh, The other side is even larger, meaning that it's unlimited. And there's no reason uh, for spirits to hang around the physical because we don't really see them anyways. And so normally when this kind of thing happens, it leads to some kind of trouble. And that's when I get calls or emails uh, and uh, some communication from people saying that, well, I thought this person was good. And Mm -hmm. I thought the spirit was good. It was just some person, you know, that, you know, wants to be in my home and is whatever. And, and now I'm getting negative feelings. Uh Uh And so it's like, yeah, they're probably 
not right in the head, you know, and maybe never were. Right. Uh, even when they died, maybe they died in, in a, a coma or with Alzheimer's or something like that. And they're not quite acclimated to the non-physical environments yet. And so they're gravitating towards physical environments. Uh-huh. And that is not a good thing. Uh, and so there are lots of spirits on the other side. And their task is to help go and look for these spirits and say, hey, you need to come with me and, and you know, we'll uh, tell you the way it is, you know, that you don't need to hang around living people. They can't see you. Maybe they can feel you. Maybe they can get a glimpse of you occasionally. But it's not a good thing because you don't belong here anymore. Absolutely. Now, um, going along the same line, what can we do? to protect ourselves against, you know, negative energies? It's a good question. Uh, uh, Just as spirits generate energies in order to create things. Uh Most people know what Plato is. You can shape it into anything that you want, at least those of us. I don't know if they have it anymore, but I'm, I'm 63 years old. And when I was a kid, they did. But on the other side, there's this energy. It's everywhere. It's kind of like oxygen, but it's oxygen, but it's not a chemical. And spirits use this to shape things into what they want it to be. Their image, their clothing, which is not cloth, but an image of how they want to look in a dress, in, in jeans, whatever they want to wear, whatever they're going to do. And, and so they gently use that energy to also create, say, a house. Why? Because they may want to entertain. They may want their privacy. Even uh, we still like houses. We still like to dress and look good. These things don't change much. I don't think people really change that much when they die. We still like to look good. We still like to look as we want to look. Right. And also we like maybe to have a nice home and, and that kind of thing. We can have all those things and create that those things. Spirits also use that energy which I call shaping energy in order to uh, put up protection against other spirits that are negative. And we can do the same thing because each one of us is actually a spirit with a physical body. Uh We can actually bring up this energy. Number one is coming through us anyway, and Mm -hmm. it animates uh, our spirit. And it also uh, contributes to some degree uh, our physical body, even though we're eating food and other things to, grow a physical body, uh, this energy also contributes uh, to the functioning of the spirit with the physical body. So what we do is we can actually shape these energies and create fields around us. And that's one of the things that I do very much big time is teach people how to create shields around themselves Mm -hmm. that repel negative energy from people who are thinking about us and uh, they may not be sending us negative energy deliberately, but people think about other people. And when they do, they actually throw energy at a person and and create a communication channel and both positive and negative energies can be uh, sent through this uh, communication system, much like a pneumatic tube at a bank. 
-hmm. where, you know, the money comes back and forth and whatever else you're doing. So essentially, I teach people how to create different kinds of shields and also different kinds of tools uh, so that negative emotional energy sent by people or spirits, whether intentionally or unintentionally, will bounce back to the source. I think that's the best way to stop any kind of attack, whether it's deliberate or somebody just thinking negative thoughts about you because they don't like you. Mm -hmm. And if somebody is really popular, there might be a million people thinking about you in a positive or negative way. You don't want that energy touching your body's energy fields. I'm not creating a bubble. I'm not teaching people to create a bubble where no, no energy can get to them. It's more like a, a filtering system that filters out negative energy and sends it back to the source, kind of like two laser beams meeting in the center. Mm -hmm. Somebody is sending you energy, whether consciously or subconsciously, creating a mirror shield out of this energy on the other side that's coming up through us anyways. I teach people how to turn it up, turn it up kind of like a faucet. Mm -hmm. It's not hard to do and it doesn't take a lot of energy. You just have to know how to do it. And that essentially that shield will actually send energy directly back to the source and it meets in the middle. Mm -hmm. And it short circuits the communication, the negative communication, not the positive stuff, the yeah. negative stuff. How you do that is that you give it a command that you're only stopping negative emotional energy or what you would consider to be negative energy, not mm -hmm. positive energy. That's what I mean by shaping energy. So you can, you're getting love energy from the people around you. But you're also stopping negative energy from people that might be sending it subconsciously or in the dream state mm -hmm. or, or consciously towards you. There are, are There's a scientific way to do this. And this is all science. And this is not so much metaphysical. Not to say that the metaphysical does not exist. It's right. just terminology. I, I simply believe that there's an explanation for everything. That does not mean that there is not a God or gods or spirits. Uh, yes, there is. But the idea is that, that there are laws governing the non-physical universe, meaning that spirits have a limitation. Mm -hmm. it's, they, are not, they are not written laws. They are uh, laws like gravity, but on a non-physical level. And so if you're going to uh, get rid of negative emotional energy in your environment, which I mm -hmm. teach people how to do as well. It doesn't, doesn't mean I have to do it. I teach people how to do it. Uh, or also uh, get rid of a, a spirit out of your environment. They have to obey certain laws because you can use non-physical energy against non-physical beings. Okay. And spirits are non-physical beings. And so is non-physical energy. Mm -hmm. It's there, That's also non-physical. It doesn't work on physical things. Works really great on non-physical things. Do things like um, sea salt and, and stuff like that work to help? It helps. It's an ancient uh, uh, method of, uh, for some reason, uh, negative spirits and even negative energy react very badly to sea salt. And it's always been that way. I recommend mixing it with water to have a greater effect. I know that people sometimes line their homes with it. 
but a spirit can simply step over it, you know, float over it, excuse me, uh, move through it. It's, it's not spread out enough. So when it comes to using sea salt, what I do recommend is for people is maybe uh, getting one of those spray things, those empty spray containers mm -hmm. and filling it up with water, you know, just some tap water or spring water or whatever, and maybe putting a teaspoon of sea salt in there. I don't really teach these things, but mm -hmm. since you asked about it, uh, I wanted to clarify what might work better for people listening out there. Because sure. I, sure. I have stronger techniques that work better. But essentially that uh, it does work if you spray it around the room. The problem is, is that, it, you know, sea salt can actually also make stains on tables and things oh. mixed with water. Uh, but the idea is if you lightly spray it around a little bit, Yes, it's going to have a positive effect upon the atmosphere uh, and also uh, negative spirits can stand it. But let it also be known that negative spirits also don't like music, especially any kind of positive music. And so and also lights. They don't like lights, uh, especially like really beautiful lights. And so uh, it's just a fact. They don't like anything positive. If you are positive, if you are happy, that scares them. They don't like that. They're unhappy. Negative spirits are not happy creatures, whether they be, they be demonic or just negative people who are dead and continue to do negative things. Uh, they are frightened of happiness. That is... Uh, something that scares them. And so if you're happy, that's a great uh, way to keep them away because uh, they're not going to be able to affect you so easily. So there are many ways to keep away negative spirits uh, using different techniques. And so sometimes I say, yes, have your house cleared or clear it yourself by my methods and techniques. I have a bunch of audio lessons and stuff. Uh, they're in MP3 form. And I just came out with a new book my third book last month called Moving Energy, which actually is more of a workbook. It does go into our problems of our world today as well without naming names or countries or anything like that. But it goes into, like my first book, it goes into um, techniques uh, right then and there that you can learn by reading, uh, I'm sorry, by listening to this book mm -hmm. uh, that keep away uh, negative emotional energy, and also how to maintain the clarity of the atmosphere of your living environment. If it's really problematic, it might be good to call somebody like me. Mm -hmm. I work, I can work, I can do, help anybody around the world I uh, through distance work. I take a look by picture or by Zoom or Skype, and then I actually work with my eyes closed. I lock into the environment and, and clear the entire home clear the entire uh, apartment or condo or whatever, or person. I work with a lot of children, pets, uh, but there are ways to do this. And, uh, but there's the maintaining of the clarity and it's really not hard to do. We just need to know how to do it. It's just not something that's taught in our schools, Charlotte. And, but there are ways to maintain the clarity of our environment so that negative spirits would have uh, not much luck uh, uh, me, uh, attacking our families. Very, very interesting. What's next for you, sir? Well, as I said, my third book just came out last month, and now I'm working on essentially a lot of clearings as usual. I've always been very busy. 
busier as the years roll by. But I'm getting older, you know, and I'm 63. I won't be around forever. And so I've, I've written these books and I'm not trying to plug my books. Uh, what I'm trying to do is tell people that everybody out there has the ability to protect themselves from not only negative emotional energy, but mm -hmm. most kinds of negative spirits. They need only learn how to do it. And it's actually really easy to learn how to do these things. And it's also easy to practice these things. So I designed these techniques uh, for the 21st century, meaning that you can bring up these protection systems in five seconds or less. The old techniques were simply, uh, you know, 10 minutes in the morning, putting a bubble around you or envisioning a bubble around you. Right. They really don't work anymore. You know, we need uh, instant protection. And so that's what I teach, how to, you know, put up a protection system in five seconds or less. So what I'm really doing is I'm getting ready to write a series of essays uh, and further protection techniques so people can, uh, you know, learn these things quicker. Mm -hmm. uh, I certainly have a lot of material out there already. Mm -hmm. And and but more and more essays of how to reduce violence in the home and the workplace. And uh, this is about strengthening your energy fields and not letting people's negativity affect your emotional systems kind of like a lightning rod effect. Mm -hmm. So when somebody comes in the office and they're all negative and all of a sudden everybody else gets negative, it's because you're not protecting yourself. Absolutely. It it's is. not something you have to do all day long. You can just something you can bring up once in a while and it just, it, it stays up for a while. Makes perfect sense. Thank you so much for coming on tonight. I really appreciate it. I learned so much. Charlotte, thank you for having me on. It was a pleasure. We would love to have you back sometime to talk about some of your cases and stuff. I would love I'd be, it. I'd be happy to. All right, great. What's your website for people that want to go over there? You can reach me at starclear.com. Starclear.com. Everything you want to know about me is there. Uh, all my uh, contact information on Skype, Zoom, and telephone, email, everything is all there. I don't charge for consultations because I don't know if I can help you yet. And mm -hmm. so that's why I don't charge for that. So get a hold of me and talk to me. I'm very easy to talk to. I'm very informal and, and see if I can help you and see if you want my help. Starclear.com. And your books are there, right? They're old, old. They are. They are. You can purchase them. And also with any, if you, my services are not expensive. And if you take any service, you get all of my stuff for free forever. You don't, I don't charge you for any of that stuff. You get a link to all of my things. Fantastic. Well, thank you again. And I will be in, I will be in touch to get you back on. Okay. Wonderful, Charlotte. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Have a good rest of your evening, sir. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Right. Bye. Okay. I learned so much and I hope you guys did too. That was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. My contacts right now are old they're like they're like a month and a half old from these are the ones i went to disneyland with so i'm waiting on the new ones and they're on back order so they're supposed to get me some more temporaries but wow it's like the light is just the, the spotlight is just so glary that's why i'm squinting a lot and blinking it's just it's just insane anyway i hope you like the show and if you did like the show and you're what again if you're watching from facebook and you like what you saw tonight and heard please be sure to hit that follow button because we're always looking for followers and uh, show me some love. Give me some thumbs up and some hearts and things like that. If you're watching from YouTube and you like what you see and heard, 
and you haven't done so already, please feel free to subscribe. We have over 540 videos sitting over there on different topics, and I think you'll find something that you like. I'm a journalist, and I tend to not stick to just straight paranormal stuff. I also cover things like spousal abuse and murders and, and you know, and, and different things like that. So uh, if, you, if, if you like it, like I said, if you go over there and check it out, I'm sure you'll find something that you like. If you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five of your enemies. Um, we are equal opportunity here at California Haunts Radio. We're just, you know, we're just looking to get the word out about our show. And I really appreciate the fact that you guys have done that. But, uh, you know, we're always open to more subscribers and, and, and people following us because we, we do do not only these shows, but there's special videos that, 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 we're, that, that we do and, and, and different things like that. Okay, guys, I want to thank you all for coming tonight. I really appreciate it. And again, um, I'm trying to replace this computer, and I've got to within $200 of doing so. So if there's any chance that you might find it in your heart to help me out a little bit to do that, I would really appreciate it. That would be at uh, paypal.me at California Haunts. I'm sorry. Yeah, paypal.me at California Haunts or, Cal or Venmo at California Haunts. I would really appreciate it because this computer is, is doing really strange things, especially the night that was doing strange things. So I, I'd really appreciate it. But on the all in all, I really appreciate each and every one of you who come every night and listen to the show and the people that come on Sundays to listen to me read. Um, it's, just, it's just totally, totally appreciative. We're going to start having some events coming up, uh, some ghost hunts that you guys can go on with us. And uh, yeah, you'll get to know us a little better because we want to get to know you a little better. We might even do a big meetup. All right. So I'm looking at doing that as well. But I want to thank you again for coming tonight. And uh yeah, I have his information for you, and uh, you can contact him at his website and all that good stuff. So here we go. Again, that's www.starclear.com. And Moving Energy and Power Protection. And those are the names of his book materials that he has. So that's what we're going through. Um, Star Clear Everything, and Exorcist. Okay. Well, thank you guys once again. I really appreciate each and every one of you. And I will see you tomorrow. Our guest tomorrow is our old friend Simeon Hine is returning. And he's going to be talking about science and the paranormal and how the two merge and how the two don't merge. So we're going to get two, you know, we're going to get those opposing views tomorrow. And that will be our usual time live at 6.30 p.m. Pacific. So I'll see you guys tomorrow and uh, have a great rest of your evening.